how I fathom spitting. Uh -huh. Like you ain't in my league to mention, pull out the savage written. This is my aphorisms, plus I got bad intentions. Call it the thirst for more and store Mojave vision. At times I'm on the H that Gandhi kicking. So pour a cup of that life liquid that's ever so omnipresent. Other times I'm on this beat, gon' catch a body mission. Like Sun ain't listening, then we hit him like Sunny listen. But nah, let me call my diction. Hello and welcome to the Two Guys Podcast, episode 425. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. And I am your other co-host, Dwayne. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. We took a couple weeks off. We actually got to see each other in person, which was awesome. Yeah. But uh, we're back to talk basketball again. We're going to do another division preview. We're going to talk the Northwest Division, which housed my beloved Portland Trailblazers. I will try try very hard to talk about the other four teams in the division Dwayne but before we get too far into this how you doing buddy I'm doing good we could just turn this into a port the Portland show we could yeah I mean it's it's we half just, that anyway if we're being honest so yeah we could just talk <laughs> a lot of Josh Hart talk we could do that Ooh, I'm here for Josh Hart talk absolutely <laughs> only I'm only doing good man we the were roster not set right now in the starting lineup is that starting three spot and Josh Hart's a contender my friend he's a contender for it I would start Josh Hart why do, who who else would be a contender uh Nasir Little is uh is uh, is is the other I think he's the other main one supposedly I think there's a third mm. guy too involved in that but it's uh it, you know they're they're debating Josh Hart or Nas or Nasir Little hmm yeah, I could see that being a, a discussion. I would go Josh Hart, but I do like some Nas Little. Yeah, the the cool thing is we have the flexibility, right? Because Gary Payton coming off the bench is um, helps do the stuff that Josh Hart would be doing off the bench. So it, it, it allows yeah. you some flexibility there. But Nasir Little gives you more size, right? So it's uh, yeah. really, really up to the boy. Whatever they want to do, I think you'll probably see a lot of staggered minutes. You'll see a lot of both players, I think. I um, We'll get to Portland. Yeah, we will I'm, definitely I'm not, get to Portland. I'm not ready to, to start with Portland. I would like to say we're doing the Northwest Division. Uh -huh. I would like to say that uh, I saw you the last this last weekend in the Northwest in Seattle, yeah. my future my future home. Yeah, buddy, it was great to see you. <laughs> you had said it was the first time we saw each other in like four or five years. I didn't realize it'd been that long since we seen each yeah. other. Yeah, you look well, exactly we the well, same. We talk buddy. every day. <laughs> so. Yeah, we do. You look you look exactly the same. I think. Yeah, you too, buddy. You guys look great. It was great to see you. So that was fun. Um, also, I've decided that uh, Seattle definitely needs a basketball team. Yes. This, this needs I think to that's happen. fair. It's a too, big, what... too big of a city to not have a basketball team. And 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 I, and the city wants... I saw a bunch... There's still a bunch of Sonic stuff. I saw a bunch of people wearing Sonics. Like, I saw a Sean Kemp Sonics jersey. Yeah. So what hat on? Like, yeah, like give this team, give the city a basketball team. What are we doing? I think Sean Kemp is still there. I think he has he like is. restaurants in Seattle. He does. He owns like at least two bars that I know of. Yeah. That are there. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Um, lots of basketball <laughs> blazers from the Kemp. area. Like lifelong blazer. Oh, he was a blazer. That's right. He was a blazer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a blazer when there when when they were, when they were the blazers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah super excited about that northwest division the only problem is i don't know that i, I probably would like is it gonna be that weird thing is, is seattle in like portland's like media market oh like, they're yeah considered the you local may be teams. in trouble in that regard so i might be in trouble in that regard mm-hmm so 
so I might not get to watch the Blazers live. I have to. We'll have to tape them or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. Um, yeah, I'm excited for basketball. This is a good sports time. Like the Mariners might actually be in the playoffs. Um, yeah, looks like, we're, looks like it, we're yeah. hoping they need to win. To, they need to win one more game. I think. I think that's what the yeah. number is. I think they have to win one more. <laughs> um, or the Orioles need to lose one more or something like that. So, uh, but the Mariners should be in the playoffs for the first time in 21 years, which is super exciting. And wow, uh, it been the that laser season is about to start, which is what I call basketball season. And the NFL <laughs> season is fully underway and a lot of fun, um, aside from medical stuff, like guys getting hurt and things like that. Otherwise, football season, I think, has been a, a blast so far. So I think the football season has been great. Well, maybe next week or week after we'll, we'll check in on what's going on with football. But yeah, there's a um, I think it's been a really, really fun NFL season so far. Me too. Me too. Good to uh, good to see. You know what's going to be fun is is when the running backs start showing up because I yeah. we've had some good running back games, but mostly the running backs have kind of taken a backseat to passing games. But as the weather gets a little colder, usually that switches, and it'll be um, it'll be fun to see those running backs take over pretty soon. So. No, no, I think you're wrong. Fantasy Twitter told me that the era of the running back is dead, <laughs> and that we should only draft wide receivers in the first round of fantasy drafts now. That's I don't know I why saying. we're so hyperbolic in general. Like uh, everything is so <laughs> hyperbolic. Like, like it, I, you know, it could be both. We could still have running backs, and receivers could still be good value in fantasy, and we could still be having wide a shift while still the... valuing running back. I don't understand it, man. I don't. Understand. The it's, problem we're so is so hyperbolic. This... Yeah, it's it's the, it's the tortoise and the hare thing, right? Like wide receivers are the are the hare. They it's very easy for Jamar Chase. Well, not very easy, obviously, but Jamar Chase can have two weeks in a row where he you know has two touchdowns. Then he might go six weeks with like four catches a game, right? Like yeah. you, you just like it's it's. Whereas a running back will be more consistent. It's not a, a top tier running back will consistently produce for you every week. Just take a look at it at the end of the year. I saw all these things that was like the top ten scores. And throughout the first three weeks, none of them were running backs. I was like, it's three weeks. Let's revisit this again in 17 weeks. Yeah, it's three weeks. <laughs> let's, three just, weeks. let's just see. <laughs> I do. I also want to say, um, along the same line of hyperbole and things like that, um, Aaron, Aaron Judge hit 61 homers, right? Um, yeah, he did. Which, which has been fun to watch Aaron Judge this year. I, I like Aaron Judge, and so it's been fun to watch that. Um, if he hits 62, that'll break the American League home run record. Yep. And will uh, put him above Roger Maris, right? And I think two opinions can both exist. I don't think you need to be in one camp. I think you can believe that the Aaron Judge 62 home runs means more to you. Yeah. Then Barry Bonds seventy three or McGuire's seventy or Sosa's three seasons of over sixty two. I I think that's okay, and I think also acknowledging that Bonds is still the home run single season home run winner, you know, leader yeah. with seventy three. I think it's okay to acknowledge both. Like it's okay. You know what I mean? No, can't do that. No, <laughs> no. You got to be one or the other. Either either Aaron Judge is the greatest of all time or he's garbage. That's all yeah. we can say. It's the same thing as the Warriors, right? The Warriors here. Um, I mean, it's it's not the same because steroids are a factor, right? But <laughs> the Warriors here, this recent championship means more, would mean more to me as a Warriors fan if I was a Warriors fan yeah, than the two course. they won with Durant. Yeah. That's not to knock on those titles. Those titles count. Yeah, and Kevin Durant was a big part of him and is a, a great player and all that, but it that's that's the way it works for me. The the Lakers titles, do you think that one that one LeBron won 
means as much as the five that Kobe won? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, that, listen now. You're stepping on some toes. You, you, you're not allowed to say anything about the Lakers. Come on. I'm just saying that to to the to Lakers fans, like, and and I don't know. I don't. I actually don't know any like diehard Lakers fans anymore. Um, Good. My my, my, <laughs> my only fans, diehard Lakers, Lakers fans fan are maniacs. Was, a, was really a diehard Kobe fan. So yeah. So, um, but I would imagine that. When your team wins with a bunch of mercenaries, right? It means less <laughs> to you than when they win with somebody who's been with the franchise for a long time. Like that Dirk title, yeah. It, 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 Dallas fans probably that means more to them than uh, what would mean to them if like they had signed LeBron and two other guys and played for two years together and won a title. Like, I, I I think it means different. And same with Aaron Judge. Like the fact that it's not in the steroids there. And you could talk to me about. Well, they were all juiced up, and that makes it even harder, and Barry Bonds was still a great hitter, and you still have to hit the ball. And all that stuff is true, or at least true enough, and that's fine. It still means more to me. It still means more to me. You know what I mean? I get it. Yeah, makes sense. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Both those opinions can exist at the same time. You don't have to be in one camp or another and have like a strongly hyperbolic take about it. Like it's fine, you know. Yeah, it's things. Things are nuanced in the world. It's okay. A lot of nuance. <laughs> it's it's like every LeBron versus Jordan argument. Yeah, it's things like are there's nuanced. a lot of there's a lot of nuance in that discussion that is just people just don't want to acknowledge one way or the other. That's such a weird one, too, because they're so different. Like, they're such different players. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 and, and that you can – it's like it, – it, we're not going to get into this again. But it's like if, yeah. you, but if you're arguing guys across eras, if you're arguing that Jordan is the best regardless, you know, and it doesn't matter the era that he played against – the era that he played in versus LeBron's, then why can't the argument be Bill Russell? Because Bill Russell won nine titles. That's more than yeah, Jordan right? won, right? Yeah, like if, right. If we're, just, if, if we're disregarding errors altogether. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Anyway. <laughs> nuance. Nuance is important. Bill Russell did play against not nearly the competition that Jordan played against. Who didn't play against the better competition that LeBron played against? LeBron, yeah. LeBron dominated the East for a decade. Like, yeah. I mean, come on. What are we doing? But anyway. <laughs> That's another argument for another day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it, we are allegedly talking about the Northwest Division. Uh, we always yes. start at the bottom. Uh, it hasn't really been a conversation lately, but let's uh, let's do this. Which team do you want to start with? I kind of feel like maybe it's a conversation this year. Um, I think it could be a conversation. I have Utah fifth. That's what I would um, do, yeah. Because normally this is just we just pencil OKC in there and move on with our day, right? Yeah, of course. Like you, like you, it's not even a discussion. They, but Utah clearly made the decision to change directions this year. Yep. And um, you know that five that they're going to be putting out, that starting five that they're going to run this year, uh, that's that you know that might be the worst starting five in the league. Um. Yeah, I mean, it It has some pluckiness. Like, you might kind of have fun watching some of them. You know, I like a little Jared Vanderbilt and Colin Sexton, and we'll see if Laurie sure. Markkinen can be healthy, Talon Horton Tucker. Like, it might be plucky and fun, but they're not going to win many. They're not going to win any games. I, I don't think they're going to win very many games, and I do think Mike Conley probably in, at the end of the season is on a different team. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson, um, too, I'm guessing. Jordan Clarkson probably it's on a different team. Uh, Danny Ainge, man. Danny Ainge is like he's like the he's like the oh god I'm I'm very upset I'm already telling this joke 
He's the Miley Cyrus of the NBA. He comes in like a wrecking ball. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize to everyone. If you want to turn it off after that, I completely understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, we're we're going to go ahead and just end the podcast now. Um, <laughs> it's like, I apologize. My deepest, sincerest apologies. <laughs> sincere apologies to uh, to Danny Ainge, Miley Cyrus, and the entire uh, listening community. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I think it's a solid joke. As a dad, Dwayne. <laughs> I appreciate Fla- it, buddy. Flawless material, my friend. <laughs> you do you, buddy. Yeah. yeah, Danny Ainge came in there. They gave him first. He was like an advisor, which I, which means he just shows up, talks crap, which I think is probably the best job in all That's sports. That's the job I want. That's what I want. Yeah, I want you don't have to advisor. Ad- advisor, special advisor to the team. You can just show up to practice and be like, "That guy stinks. What are you guys doing?" Yeah, he needs on? no minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the special advisor to the Kings. That's what I want. I want to just show oh. up and just uh, be in Vladdy's ear and be like, look. Vladdy's not there anymore. He's probably still there, though. He's there. He's, he's hanging around. <laughs> just like, where is Vivek? I haven't seen Vivek in three weeks. Where is he? Look, he's, yeah. Look, he's in New it's York. Okay. He's hanging out. Probably keep him away. But I was going to say, he came in and he was just like, look, this team's not winning a title. It's like we're not we're not winning a title with this core, and he just blew it all the way up. And good for him. He got all the picks, and he's got some young pieces. And you know they're gonna they're gonna start over and, and see what they can build. Good for them. I think it was the right move. Yeah, yeah, um, me too. They're not gonna win many games this year. Uh, but like you said, some pieces I like. I like Laurie Markkinen. I wanted the Hornets to somehow figure out a way to get him. They couldn't. Um, Colin Sexton. I think I've always been a little higher on Sexton than you, but I, I still don't think. Or maybe though it was Garland, I was a little higher on than you. Yeah, I was. Um, uh, I owe Darius Garland apologies. Um, yeah. I, I've always liked Sexton <laughs> enough. Yeah, uh, Mike Conley, your most hated player of all time, is a shell of what he once was. Um, but yeah, so so the roster is not very good, and they're not going to win very very many games, and it's by design. They're going for Wimanyama, so. And, uh, you know, it needed a hard reset. And I, I you know, honestly, it takes, it takes uh, uh, you know, guts to do that. It's hard to do a hard reset, uh, on a, yeah. especially on a small market team, because you're, you're staring down a long rebuild. And uh, it needed to happen. And they got tons of great stuff, which is fantastic. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be a tough couple seasons for Utah. And, uh, yeah, I cr- credit it's Danny Ainge for, for doing that. And, honestly, the organization for – allowing him to do it right because a lot of organizations they get impatient and then it's hard for gms and 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 presidents of teams to make that commitment because they're like well we're gonna lose two years and then i'm gonna get fired like so you know (laughs) yeah that's the thing whenever you you have it it takes guts to do it because you know like three years from now the team's still not winning then they're looking at you right because like like we can't just lose forever we're not philly yeah yeah and so so it, it's easy. They could have rolled that same ro- roster they had out last year. They could have been a top four seed again. They could have made the playoffs, and they could have probably lost in the first or second round again. And yep. uh, and it would have been fine. Everyone would have been frustrated. We'd be where we were right where we were at the end of this season again, and it'd be you know just run it back again. But you know we're not going to win a title that way. So I get it. Yeah. yeah. No, and, no need to know, keep running it back. There was so much drama on that team anyway. Like it was always like. Yeah. Even when they were winning, like usually winning solves things. Like with that team yeah. winning didn't really it never really quelled all of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean it was just it was just very obvious that, you know, 
Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert didn't like each other. Yeah, and, and and it never really seemed like Donovan Mitchell was super pumped to be there. Like I know he yeah. kept re-signing, but we've talked to ad nauseum about why they keep re-signing in those situations. But yeah. it's just uh, it's just very interesting to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was the right move. Utah's not going to be very good, and you know, it's by design. Not going to be a good season, but they're they're headed in the right direction. Yeah. Actually, they're I, not. I like it. But they're they 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 you know what it is? They're making a U-turn, but they they've like made the first part of the K-turn, right? Like they still have to back up and they still have to turn around, so they still yeah. got a long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it! I love it. Oh, good. So that's that's probably enough about Utah. That team's not gonna be very good. The next team on this list, I think, is interesting. Who I've got next on my list. Yeah, I this is I I want to see something from this team. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, obviously they lost their big their big uh their big draft acquisition, Chet Holmgren. They lost him for the year. So that stinks. Yeah, that stinks. Yeah. That really stinks. Um but I actually think it's kind of a blessing in disguise for them. Obviously you don't want the kid to be hurt. Yeah. Right, you don't want to, you don't want that type of injury on him for a year. But I think it, it gives them a year. It gives him a year to really work on his body. And because you know, regardless of what all the draft experts want us to believe, the kid's body is not prepared for the NBA. It just isn't. Sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. I, <laughs> like it's it's just not. He's not going to survive a full season of getting banged around on with the frame that he has. He can he can he can get he can you know work on his body, get his health. While this team can go out and probably not win a ton of games and be really fun, uh, Josh Giddy looked incredible in summer league. We know he what looks Shea, good. Josh Giddy looks really good. We we still love Shea. I'm still buying the Shea uh, stock. Curious to know when the, you start getting some SGA trade rumors though, because I, I think that could start rumbling a little this year. Maybe, although I don't know. I I still think that that's that's the guy they want to build around. I would think, but I, I, I agreed. I, I I agree, but I, just you know, they do have depending on how good Giddy looks, and they do have Chet coming, and they're probably going to have another pick. I, I'm not. They're not. I don't think. I'm saying. I'm not saying. I think they're going to trade him. I think he might be a guy that that Twitter decides needs to be traded. Oh, yeah, I think that's probably fair. <laughs> that's a, I don't think they're going to trade him, but I'm thinking he might be a guy that, that, that Twitter wants to be on the Lakers. That's how this you know, works. You know, I'm very excited about SGA, Dort, and Giddy, and then I, I, I don't even know what to think of the front court. I just, you know what I mean? I I just, mean I'm very worried about the front court. It's not, I, I look, I, like, I don't hate Darius Baisley. Oh yeah, I, I like Baisley. He just seems, and I, I actually, I actually was a big Baisley fan. I, I really like him. But after a couple years of watching him get steady minutes, I feel like twelve minutes off the bench at the four five is 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 the best role. Right, for him. but again, like he wouldn't start if they had if they had Chet, right? Yeah. Like he yeah. he he wouldn't be the starter. So so yeah. but but for him to have to step in, I think it's fine. Um, I don't know whether they're gonna do it five. They need a five. They need a. Yeah. They probably need a five worse than Charlotte does. Yeah, they straight um, up don't have a five. <laughs> yeah, they they straight they need a five bad. But yeah, I'm, I'm I, I kind of like this roster. Poku got Poku running around. 
Yeah, he's nothing though, right? <laughs> yeah, Poku's nothing. Poku's Poku is <laughs> one of those guys that, that you know, again, that everyone wants you to believe is great, but he's not. I'm glad he's not a Laker. If Poku was a Laker, oh my God, you'd never hear the end of it. <laughs> Poku Poku averaged 20 minutes per game last night. He's the um, that's the mo- or last year, sorry, last year. Um, that's the most yeah. minutes per game anyone on the OKC roster. Uh, had at the center position like like I, who's an actual center and and poku isn't even really an actual center but yeah yeah poku's not poku's not a center if poku's your third five or maybe your your backup four i think that's probably okay but yeah but they just traded it, away Derek favors who was probably gonna yep. be their center so yeah they just traded away favors for uh, uh, uh cap relief basically yeah, yeah, they seems, basically seems. They, they ducked under the tax, and that's it. Yeah. So they gave up a, a, one of their 400 second-round picks and uh, <laughs> brought in some guys like Mar- – oh, I guess Marquise Chris will probably play center for them a little bit. Oh, yeah, they did, he, they did get yeah. him in that trade. He'll be their five. He'll be there. This five. team's going to be bad. I, I don't know, man. I The more I look at this team, the more I feel like maybe Utah is better than them. But <laughs> um, I just – I think – no, I just think – I think Shea and, and Giddy are better than anyone on – Utah's roster. That's true. That's very true. Shea is Shea is really good. People forget how good Shea is. He misses a lot of time, though. Do you think that's mostly by design, though? It's by design. That's okay. 100% by design. <laughs> I think he, he has had some health stuff, but I think that he's definitely been – it's been the situation for the last couple years there where they're like, there's no, there's just zero reason to rush him back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He could have probably played through some of that stuff had he been um, – had they been like hunting for the playoffs or something like that, yeah, Marquis Chris will be their five, which I still they still need a five. If okay, he's their starting that makes five. sense. Um, but yeah, they have a ton of picks. By uh, I mean a crap ton of picks still left, and they have you know Chet Holmgren. You know our opinions on Chet Holmgren's are known. You know we've not shied away from our thoughts on him, but he is a piece, a big yeah. piece of what that yeah. of what that core is going to look like uh, next year. Um. So yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. They'll they'll lose a lot of games this year. I think they're gonna be fun though. I think watching them like watching teams have to sweat to beat them like it's gonna be fun. They're gonna be like up on Dallas by like eight with like ten minutes left in the game. It's gonna, uh-huh. I think it's gonna be a lot of that, and then Dallas are going, okay, guys, we can't lose to Oklahoma City. Come on, <laughs> Lucas scores twenty five in the fourth quarter. I think it's gonna be a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> and i like Dort. yeah i like Dort. i think Dort is a good solid starting two three so yep i agree uh do, do i have anything else anything else on okc nothing else on okc i say we skip the next spot okay all right and go straight to minnesota <laughs> And go straight to the fourth spot. No, we're not going straight to Minnesota, my friend. Oh, you've got Minnesota leading this division. I think I've got – so we're going to skip three for now. Yeah. Big surprise. Everyone can probably figure out who's in three. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got Denver second. Okay. Okay. Now, All right. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious for this. Now, I will say – uh, for the podcast listeners, if you're new to this show, uh, Dwayne being low on Denver is not new. <laughs> this is an annual th- tradition for Dwayne. Okay, first of all, first yeah. of all, th- yeah. I am not low on Denver. I have them second in the division. I have yeah. them very comfortably in the Dwayne, playoffs. Dwayne hates Denver, hates the team, 
hates the city, hates anyone from Denver, hates anyone who's ever said the word Denver out loud. And I, I hate John wish, Denver. Yeah. Wishes I, terrible things to happen to Nikola Jokic uh, and the entire roster as well. Um, hopes that he gets lost in the snow one day and can't find a warm cup of coffee. That's Dwayne's take on Denver uh, in a nutshell. Oh, Just so listeners know. Uh, absolutely none of that is true. Um, I have no, I have no hard feelings for Denver. I just think Denver is a boring team. They always had. They've been a boring team for the past five years. Here's what I will say. Here's what I will say. I I, I would think this would be that this 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 what I'm this statement I'm about to say is completely contingent on the health of Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Sure. Right. Yeah. Which if, which if, is which is already concerning if we're being honest. Very concerning, isn't it? Very concerning. Yeah. Um, if those guys don't have, but again, they they were uh, Jokic dragged them last year without those guys. Yeah. So if they if they could come, if if either of those guys or even both of those guys can come back and be sixty percent, I think that's a big uptick for the team over the roster they had from a year ago. I if think those that's guys, their, Jamal Murray changes things, and he doesn't have like a history of injuries. He's just coming off one really nasty. He's one. coming off a really bad injur- injury, and I don't think there's any reason to rush him back to start the season. Like I think that you want him to get. You, you want to treat him like like Golden State did Clay, right? Like you just you want him to be ready come postseason time. Like yeah, that's yeah. that's when you want Jamal Murray hitting his stride. Um, doesn't matter how you start the season. You make the playoffs. Does it, if you're Denver and you've got Jokic, it doesn't matter if you're the 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 four seed or the seven seed. It doesn't matter, right? Like you just want to yeah. get in the playoffs. Yeah, or si- six seed, I would say. I'm guessing they want to stay out of the play-in. Stay out of the play-in. Yeah, it's the six seed because they got that stupid play-in. I forget about that. <laughs> I um, agree. The <laughs> They're they're still dancing around this mid season tournament thing, which is probably going to happen at some point, and I'm I'm already yeah. annoyed before I even know anything about it. <laughs> it's just too it's it's too much money involved for them to not do it. Yeah, like yeah, it it, it, it would make a ton of money. This is what we need to do with these guys who are already you know not playing in games. Just throw some meaningless games in the season. Why not? Yeah, let's just do it. Um, let's do that. Um, <laughs> who's who's gonna play point guard if Jamal Murray sits for a little while? Is it Ish Smith? Um, who would be their starting point guard? Because they because Monty Morris went to Washington in the Contavious Caldwell Pope trade, yeah, along with Will Barton, and so which I I I think I, I like KCP, but I think they're going to miss Monty Morris. Monty Morris has been a really reliable backup point for them for uh, several years now. One of the better backup points in the league, I think, and I, I think they'll be fine. Him. It, He's he's fine. I've long held the opinion that I think he's an average player. But (laughs) well, I mean, he's a backup. I'm not. I'm not calling him a starter. But I, you know, if if you're going from him to Ish Smith, I think that's a downgrade. It is. Ish Ish Smith is just he is the the definition of a backup third guard. Yeah. If you have to rely on if you have to rely on Ish Smith for like eight minutes, you're good. (laughs) You have to rely on him for. 18 minutes like okay now you now you get into the danger zone and like once every <laughs> listen this comes from a person who watched a lot of ish smith on charlotte last year and ish smith can take over a game and then ish smith can also be just like the worst defensive liability on the court yeah like it's 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 you know he go wild swings i don't know who would be their starting point if they don't have jamal murray they just i don't know that it's honestly gonna 
matter a ton. Get the ball up the court and just run it through Jokic anyway. Who cares? I guess so. Right? Yeah, like, I guess Jokic is kind of the default point. Um, Bones yeah. Highland, is he a point? I, I always think of him as a two-guard. He two is guard. a point guard. He's a point okay. guard. Oh, he, oh, okay. oh, so I guess he, maybe Bones Highland. He can, he can he, he play point guard. I, sure. <laughs> they look, need Jamal Murray. Look, you, you, look, listen to you seething with boredom as I try to discuss like who might start on this roster. You're talking like, about Ish Smith. What, what do you want me to do? Look, like th- this, this is what it is. I'm bringing up like a, a legit concern about this team, and you're like, I don't care. I don't even want to talk about these players. Screw you, Brandon. Like that's your response. This is a starting point guard. It's I'm a boring about who's team. Who's going to be the starting point guard if Jamal Murray's out? Who's going to start for this team that people expect to be a four seed? Right? Like this is what. Yeah. And you're what like, you're and you're like, I don't care. Bones Highland. Who's that? I don't even care. It's a screw Here's, you. But what you're describing <laughs> is the reason they're boring. Is because it's like that's what, you're you're making my argument for me. Like you're telling me that I'm supposed to be getting excited about Ish Smith and Bones Highland on a team that we think could make the finals. Sure. Okay. No, you. No, you're supposed to tell me it's concerning. Oh, it is. I'm very concerned. <laughs> Instead of sure, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> sure, whatever. The problem, the thing. Here's the thing with this team. Here's the thing. The whole thing of the of the Denver Nuggets. Nikola Jokic might be the best player in the league. And as long as you have him on your team, you're gonna compete. And it, it doesn't even honestly matter what else is around you. It's, it's Luca. Right? Everyone's really concerned about this Dallas roster. Like, if Luka has an MVP season, it doesn't matter. Like, that team is going to be a top four, top five team. And I think Denver probably is going to be in the same boat. Simply because you just, when you have these guys that are just, like, transcendent and just, you know, top top five, top ten players, like, it just honestly just doesn't really matter. <laughs> so like, there's, all, there's a floor to how far they can fall. Right, because Jokic is just going to play out of his mind, and he's going to win games by himself. If that, which I think the, the key for them, if they are going to make that run and try to go to the finals, or or, or even you know make a conference finals, it's going to be Jamal Murray and, and Michael Porter Jr.'s health. Okay. Without them, I think that's a I think that's a comfortable playoff team. I think the team around Jokic is good enough to where he won't have to do everything every night. I still buy a little Aaron Gordon. He's still he's not a bad player. Catavius Caldwell Pope's not a bad player, decent roster, but again, the ceiling is the health of those two guys. I think Murray's going to be fine, um, even if they, uh, I, 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 even if they have to wait a little bit, which I think, I think, I think he'll be good earlier rather than later. You know what I mean? I, I think he's going to gel back in. They're going to work him in. And he's going to be good. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., I, I think he's reached a point where you need to not count on him. I think you need to expect him not yeah. to be there. Um, well, he's been a big health risk from the moment he was drafted. It's right? true. Like, it, it's just, so it's just, you kind of signed up and they gave him that big extension and which you kind of had to do, but you knew this was the risk, right? You knew his health was a risk when you made the And, and I will say both are currently, according to the team, on track to start the season. Yeah, so. they are. They both are. Um, I would not rush either of them. Because, um, again, I think it's way more important that they're healthy in April, May than it is for them to be healthy in October. Agreed, um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, if those two guys are healthy, I think this team could be a team that you could talk about making a conference finals. I would say that I don't think that there's any chance Jokic wins another MVP. <laughs> I think Jokic can have a better season this year than he's had the last two and won't win MVP. 
Um, yeah. Do you think just the voting malaise, like like yeah. people being like, yeah, I'm tired of voting for that guy. I don't know. People yeah. love him. Like people love Nikola Jokic. Like yeah. I, I I I actually have to turn announcers off sometimes because I'm tired of hearing <laughs> the the giddiness that they speak about him. And I actually like Jokic. Like I don't dislike yeah, Jokic. He's Jokic, fun to watch. He's really good, right? But, Jokic is the is the most perplexing player I've ever seen in the history of the league. Yeah, he doesn't look like he should be any good. It's also one of the reasons, like, he's 27. I could see him being dominant for another, for another like, eight years. Like, I just think yeah, because— It's because of the way he plays. None, none of his game is athleticism, so— Absolutely, absolutely. He's like, it's like Vladi Divac, very Vladi Divac, because it's like Vladi never jumped more than, like, four inches off the ground, right? And, and, and Jokic just kind of plays that way, too. He kind of plays below the rim, even though he's, like, seven feet tall. Yeah. Like, he can pass, like— Better than most point guards. <laughs> yeah. he, he honestly, he's kind of what we would have gotten from Arvidas Sabonis had Arvidas Sabonis been allowed yeah. to come to the NBA Absolutely. when he was younger. Absolutely. Very, very Arvidas Sabonis. More athletic than Arvidas Sabonis. But Ar- uh, Sab- people forget about you. I'm glad you're a Portland guy, so you know. Sabonis was, he was so good, man. But no, I, I would say more athletic maybe, but I don't know. Don't forget, Sabonis was 31. Yeah, Coming off multiple injuries. <laughs> by the time he got to the NBA, he was on the downside of his career when he got yeah. to the NBA. Like, and was still good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, earlier, like younger Sabonis was a was an athletic beast. Like he was a he was an animal. That's a very he's a very good. I think that's a very good comp for yeah. for for what Jokic is. And so, yeah, I think you can tell me he's 27. Yeah, I could see Jokic still being very, very productive at, like, 35. I could see that. Yeah, if he can stay away from, like, foot injuries, which he doesn't really yeah. jump, so that should be yeah. okay. And the, just his shot, he shoots, he he just has, like, the the touch of, like, of, like, honestly, like, Steph. Like, just, just like, he just like, he has very gentle hands. <laughs> like he could just like easy there, Dwayne. Easy. Listen, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna take a shower. Hold on. I need a minute. I Look, he just minute. caresses. He caresses Listen, the seam. His hands are so soft. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, but knows, it's like knows how to work touch. a net. <laughs> he shoots. He shoots extremely well from the three. He shoots extremely well from the mid range. He finishes around the rim. If you double him, he's gonna find whoever is open with the pass. Yeah. Like, super high IQ. All super high IQ. Those are all things that play really, really well as a player's age, as a player yeah. ages. Yeah. So yeah, I think that their window. I think their window. And this is you know, Embiid's another guy who kind of plays this way, but Embiid is a little more like reckless in the way he plays. He doesn't seem to play as controlled as Jokic does. He's not nearly yeah. as good a passer. He's not. Nearly, well, I don't think he's as good as a shooter. When the chips are down, Embiid will try to bowl people over like that that's what he ends up doing what like when 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 the rest of the team isn't showing up which happens a lot unfortunately in philadelphia um and will take over the game kind of by yeah. necessity and he does it by going and scoring and I, that's not a knock on him it's he's incredible he's absolutely incredible yeah. um whereas Jokic kind of does a better job like trying to control the pace like both are both are phenomenal players and are probably the two best players in the league at their respective positions but um or at the position, but it, but yeah. the, I I see their games very differently. I just feel like they play. They're different. very different players. They're very different players, um, yeah. and very similar in many ways, but also very different. Yeah, those are the two best centers in the league. And I don't know who you'd even discuss as third. Like, there's... yeah, I I can't. <laughs> I yeah, I can't. Maybe Mobley gets there in two years. Maybe. 
Yeah, those are easily the two best fives in the league. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, but I I mean it's we're not those two are yeah, I mean those two are MVP candidates. Carl Anthony you know? Towns. Maybe Aiden. Towns, yeah. I you know, I'm probably lower on Towns than I should be in general, but But Towns is probably the uh the clear third, I would say. I can't think of somebody I would put above Towns. Gobert, you know, he's such an he has such glaring liabilities that it's hard to put yeah. him somewhere close to a guy like Towns. So, yeah, I'm just I'm just flipping through the list. Yeah, there is a, a, a Gobert, maybe Towns. They're both on the same team. That's very interesting. <laughs> that is, it's going to be look. Minnesota's going to be, and let's shift to Minnesota. I think we've uh, talked ad nauseum yeah. about Denver. We could switch um, right into that. Well, maybe Anthony Davis. Although Anthony Davis's best days are probably behind him, if we're honest. Yeah, it's it's hard to. It's just hard to bank on Anthony Davis. Like, like also a Anthony Davis, 100% healthy Anthony Davis, sure, like on any given day. But I just don't know that we're going to see that again or or see it for very long. And also, Anthony Davis would probably punch you if you called him a five. <laughs> <laughs> That's very possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. We could go into uh, Minnesota. I have winning the Northwest Division. And I have – I'm just – I'm going to be bold – Think this might be your one seed. Whoa, one seed. One think seed, it might be your boy. one seed. One seed. I'm in. Let's go. This is this is exciting, Dwayne. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think this team is gonna win a ton of regular season games. I think Anthony uh, Edwards could be your um your uh, most improved player of the year. I think Carl Anthony Towns is gonna come out with his hair on fire. I think D'Angelo Russell is gonna, you know, not out any teammates for cheating on his on their wives this year. We're gonna uh, hope. And Carl Anthony Towns is the best defensive big in the league. Like, it, not Carl Anthony Towns. Sorry, Rudy Gobert is the best defensive big in the league. Yeah. I think a lot of the things that you know suck sucked a lot of the effort out of Carl Anthony Towns last year. He's not gonna have to do this year. He's not yeah. gonna have to guard fives. He's not gonna have to guard the paint. He's gonna be able to play more of a perimeter game, which is what. He's more effective at. He's one of. He's probably Carl Anthony Towns is probably the best big shooter in the league. Depends on if you count Kevin Durant as a big. I count him as a wing. But if you count Kevin Durant as a big, then no. But as okay. far as big men go, few people can shoot. Few bigs shoot better than than Carl Anthony Towns. And he's never. He's not gonna have to defend fives this year. He's not gonna have to defend the paint this year. He's gonna be able to leak out and get uh, transition threes. I love this offense. I think they're gonna be great. I'm I am I'm buying the Minnesota offense. The more I've thought about it, I think Rudy Gobert just changes what they do, what they're going to do offensively, what Carl Anthony Towns is going to maybe do defensively. Offensively. All of that being said, this team is going to lose in the playoffs spectacularly. <laughs> <laughs> I do not think this team is making the conference finals. I don't think they're making any finals. Maybe they win the first round, but I think at most they lose in the second round. I want you to tell me what the big playoff moment is for any player on this roster. Yeah, I, we talked about this before the show started. I, I do think the most accomplished playoff player on this roster is Anthony Edwards. <laughs> Rudy Gobert has tra- – like it's an annual tradition that he just disappoints come playoff times because yep. teams – once you get into a playoff series and teams can hone in and game plan for you day after day, they just, they just game plan him off the court, yep. right? They just – like he's such a liability offensively that, you know – and defensively, if you just like just it's just one pick and you can just take him out of the game, 
Now, this is going to be a little harder to do because he does have Carl Anthony Towns beside him now. But still, yeah. I, I think it's going. I think that come playoff time, you're going to see the same Rudy Gobert being just abused and just and guys. Carl, oddly enough, Anthony Edwards has said this before. Guys are not scared of going at Rudy Gobert. And the, the, the Anthony Edwards last year, I gave Anthony Edwards some crap for saying it. Now it's Adi's yep. on the same team of saying, yep. just relax, Anthony Edwards, like just just settle down a bit. But we've seen it, we've talked about it before with Dame. Like Dame just goes right at Rudy Gobert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Best def- best defensive big in the league. Guys are not afraid to go at this guy. A- Anthony um, Edwards said it last year. Yeah, Anthony Edwards was the guy who said it last year. Like, just go at him. Um. Yeah, I have no faith in this team come playoff time. But I do think they're going to win a whole lot of uh, regular season games. I feel like this is kind of the same argument that we, we haven't talked about the Central Division yet. But it's the same argument I'm going to make with Cleveland. I don't think Cleveland's going to be the one seed in the East. But I do think that they're going to rack up quite a few regular season games. I have no faith in them come playoff time. Yeah, Cleveland, I, I, I like probably a little bit better in the playoffs but it, it but it, a lot of that is just expecting Evan Mobley to to really be well the, the thing about Minnesota is I I don't know where the defense is going to come from outside of Gobert and, and yeah. whereas like with Cleveland you've got defenders on the wing right yeah um I think they're going to miss Jared Vanderbilt I, I I know Vanderbilt's not a big piece but you know he yeah. was it's a good defender and they didn't uh, want to put him in the train yeah, they, they they didn't want to trade Vanderbilt. He's one of those guys, like you know, he's not a big name. Most fans may not know who he is, but like those guys are important, man. Like every yeah. roster needs guys like that. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Too. I was I was looking Jayden. for playoff moments. I was like, oh, D'Angelo Russell had that nice run with the Nets, and then I looked at like what he did in that Nets series against Philly, and I was like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you think about Go Bears, like yeah, Go, Go Bears. Had, they were the one seed like two years ago. Utah was. And yeah. like they were in the playoffs, and then what that team do? Massively disappointed in the playoffs because yeah. Rudy Gobert couldn't stay on the court. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it's you know it's it's not wrong. To, and Gobert's a great player. Like I'm not saying of course he's not a good player, but it, it's not wrong to say that Gobert has struggled in the playoffs and that the team struggled to keep him on the floor late in playoff games. And that that's a problem. I think it's okay to say that, and I think it's I think it's very real. And I think it's probably part of the reason Donovan Mitchell. Um, didn't like playing with him, right? Like he, he I think Donovan Mitchell did kind of want a running mate, and it's hard to have a running mate who can't play in the fourth quarter in the playoffs. Now it's interesting to see this roster because you know Gobert's not going to be, it's not going to be you know as imperative that he carries any scoring load. Yeah, in a which playoff is series, which right? is which is important because you do need that. It's it, we do go back to um, you know what you always said about Ben Simmons in Philly. Like the problem isn't that Ben Simmons couldn't shoot; the problem is that Philly needed him to shoot, and that could be an issue with Utah. The problem isn't that Rudy Gobert can't be the number two scorer on the team. The problem is that Utah needed him to be. Yeah, a hundred percent true. Also, this a, a quick sidebar. You know what my favorite bet on FanDuel is right now? What's that? Uh, most improved player. I think the um, plus it was like plus four eighty for Anthony Edwards. I think that's probably the safest bet. I think he's gonna have a great year. I would yeah. bet on him for most improved player. You can get plus ten thousand odds right now for Ben Simmons. Oh, that's interesting. I I don't see him. I think comeback, but I don't know about. I think most if, improved. If, I think it's 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 a narrative award. I think if Ben Simmons comes out this year. The last 
image we have in our head of Ben Simmons playing basketball is him absolutely staking up the court in that in that series against the Atlanta Hawks two years ago. If he comes out this year and he puts up a 16-8-8 and and is a contender for Defensive Player of the Year, I would be very happy to have those odds at plus 10,000. You bet bet 10 bucks to win 1,000? I think it's just hard for me. Hard for me because he, you know, he's an all-NBA player. Sure. It's hard for me to be a most improved player when you've been an all-NBA. I think comeback play, is, is comeback player a thing in the NBA? I think it is. It was yeah. at one point. I don't know. If Tell me about is. Chris Finch, and I'll look up comeback player in the NBA. Tell me about Chris Finch, because um, <laughs> Minnie's got a new coach. And also look up um, – no, what are you looking up? Comeback? Yeah, look up comeback player of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was yeah. a thing in the 80s is not a thing anymore. I didn't think it was. Like, it was at one point, but I don't think it is. Most, imp- I think it was replaced by most improved. Um, Probably. Yeah, because you're telling me, I, I'm pretty sure, didn't, uh, didn't John Morant win it last year? Yeah, which is stupid, but, you know, it's, <laughs> it definitely goes in your favor, right? Like, that, that, the fact that John Morant just won it definitely goes to your argument. But, but John Morant wasn't an all-NBA veteran, you know what I mean? True. True, true. Um, I'm telling I, you, I, I'll, I think that would be 10, a lot. It'd be a lot. Plus ten thousand for a guy who's gonna be on a high profile team who should play, and if he plays again, we forget Ben Simmons is not a bad basketball player. He's really good. Ben Simmons is all a NBA. Really he good basketball player. player. <laughs> he is a really good. Again, it's easy to forget that because of all the nonsense that's happened with him over the last year. But if he plays. I'm just saying, I would love to have those odds. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I don't know if he's going to win it, but I those are good odds. I like that bet. Anyway, Chris Finch, coach of the the Timberwolves. Uh, I was talking to I was talking to Ivana, and she was asking me um, about uh, we were talking about the Ime Adoka thing, which I do not want to discuss. <laughs> but they. Um, I'm sorry. You said I have to say one thing. Can we okay. just collectively wait until all the information is out before we start yeah. blasting hyperbole? Yeah. Can, let's just find out what actually happened yeah. before we yeah. start and, <laughs> having and, opinions and on it. The only take I have on this is okay. I don't know what all happened, and he's definitely wrong. That's the only thing I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, regardless, is regardless of what the specifics are, you know, coaches can't be sleeping with staff. Either. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The question is how wrong. It's not. It's not, it's not really. It's not. Was he right? <laughs> you know. But uh, she was asking me like, is it a really big deal for Boston if he misses a year? And I was like, yeah, but not really. <laughs> you. I think you've told me this before that coaches in the NBA matter less than we think they do. I think they matter a lot less, especially like in the NFL. Like I think coaching in the NFL is very important because they like there's game plans and strategy. In the NBA, it I'm not this not to say that coaches don't matter. A bad coach can ruin your team. But like Chris Fitch, he'll be just fine, I think, with this Minnesota team. Right? Like okay. sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't think that it's like a situation. It'd be different if they had like prime Pat Riley. Or a prime Phil Jackson, like a, a guy who is like legendary for getting the most out of these teams. I I, I think that this team, he is not, a, to my knowledge, going to be a detriment to the team. He's not going to, I think, someone that's going to like derail a potential finals run or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll be just fine. 
<laughs> okay, I think that's fair. I think that's very, very I fair. Th- I think coaching is just coaching is one of those things where it's your job in the NBA is to, you're just like a manager. You're just you're, you're you're trying to just put guys on the court that make sense together, and you just want to you want to manage the end of the games cr- properly, right? Utilize your timeouts, utilize your fouls, make sure the right guys. Oh, so we're down eight. There's two minutes left. I want guys that can rebound on the court, and I want guys that can shoot threes. Like being able to operate, like you know, situationally. I don't think that there's and and. It's 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 easy to look. I thought Jason Kidd would be bad at that. Jason Kidd was a pretty good coach last year. I thought. I thought he did a really pretty good job. Yeah, um, sure. And then I thought Chance Billups was an abomination, right? So it's like, <laughs> it's just it's hard to know, right? But I think he'll yeah, be fine. Sure. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Let's um, let's let's do this. Um, we've got okay. twelve minutes left. It's good that we've kept me, we've left me with only twelve minutes. All right, so here we go. I want everyone just go, just go get you a little drink and just, just sit back, and we're just yeah. gonna let Brandon go. You've got twelve minutes, Brandon. We're gonna settle in. We're gonna settle in here. Um, so I, I, I'm gonna try really hard to be objective. This is, this is. I'm gonna try really hard to be objective, right? Okay, let's go. I'm ready um, for about, this. About my Portland Trailblazers. Okay, so I've seen projections from for them anywhere from six seed to like high lottery. Right. Mm. <laughs> um, I think people forgot that Damian Lillard is really good. He is. He's a very and, good basketball player. One of the best it, ones, I'd say. Yeah, and, and this supporting cast that he has is as good as any he's had, at least yeah. in a long time. Right. There's a lot of upside. A lot of things need to go right for Portland to be really good. A lot has to really go right, and that's just not likely. Mm. But to think that they can bottom out with a healthy Damian Lillard, I think is, um, I think is just forgetting who Damian Lillard yeah. is, right? So yep. I, I, I think playing is their floor. If it's Lillard, the argument, if yeah, it's the ar- it's the argument I just made with Jokic. When you have one of those players, the floor is only so low. I yeah. think Dame's Dame's one of those players. I agree. Yeah, I you know um, I, I'm looking like last year the playing teams in the West. One, um, sorry, I'm looking it up. The playing teams sure. won uh, between 34 and 46 games, right? So yeah. I think Portland, with a healthy Dame, easily wins 40 plus games. I, I, That's I do. about a 500 team. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that I'll, I'll buy that. So. Um, so I think that's Portland's floor again, assuming a healthy Dame. If Dame gets hurt again, um, and we cannot, we can argue about how hurt he was last year, but because uh, because I I'm, I'm guessing if that team was competitive, Port, you know, yeah. Dame would have missed like a month. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know? of course. Dame plays if they were in the playoff hunt. Dame plays absolutely. Yeah, I would think so. Um, but you know, if Dame if Dame misses uh, misses more than ten games, then sure, this team could bottom out. But if Dame plays like he's played most of his career, right uh, up until last year, then I think that this team wins at least forty games. Now, the things that have to go right for this team to win fifty games, which is what puts them into the five, four, three seed conversation, right, fifty plus games, uh, is they need Yusuf Nurkic to be healthy all year. And, and and play good defense. They need Jeremy Grant to be what they need him to be, 
to be good Jeremy Grant and good Jeremy yep. Grant on a good team. And they need Anthony Simons to continue to play with the way he did last year, but be able to do it while playing off ball. And those are, those are all things that could very much happen. Um, but they also very much might not, especially, you know, Nurk <laughs> being healthy without really a viable backup five on the roster is a, is a big ask because he's going to have to play big minutes. And ideally you'd want to preserve Nurk a little bit because he's really good. So you'd want to preserve him and play him 20 minutes a night and have a good viable backup big. I, I don't think that's going to happen because Greg Brown uh, doesn't seem to be ready. And Drew Eubanks is fine, but he's better if he's your third center I think um now there is a lot to like about the bench unit this year right like we we haven't talked about their three that's going to be either Nasir Little or uh, Josh Hart I think both those players are very solid they're both good defensively they both can score especially Hart they're both good parts of the team and then on the bench Gary Payton uh the second comes in after yeah. winning a title with with the Warriors and he, really solid pickup really solid player uh, Trendon Watford is an underrated player. He's a, uh, I, I think, uh, kind of the unsung hero of last season was we got to see that Trendon Watford deserves to be in an NBA rotation. Uh, yeah. Again, not talking about him as a starter, but yeah. solid minutes, solid fifteen minutes in a bench yeah. reserve role. Sure, he should so. he should be playing minutes absolutely. And then the um, you know the mystery man Shaden Sharp who uh, had an injury missed nearly all of oh, yeah. summer league uh seems like he's healthy now uh he's another guy if we can get 12 minutes of good scoring punch from him a night then i think that that's a win i think that that's really solid for them so you know sure the ceiling is sky high if anthony simons looks like he did last year and plays well with dame and nurk is good and we get good stuff from the three and gary payton the second and shaden sharp are like a revelation in the second unit along with whoever uh the loser of the josh hart and Sear little uh starter competition sure this team could be a three seed it could be really really good but so much has to go right for that to happen and so uh if i'm being real and I'm assuming Dame is healthy. I'm going to say that they're the seventh seed and the, and they win the play-in and then probably bow out of the playoffs in the first or second round. Um, Agree with everything you said. Hey! Um, I did I agree it. With everything, I agree with everything you said. Um, I, it, 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 what you said is correct, though. The, pro, the problem with Portland... Is the is the problem with you know? This is a reality of every team. Everything's not gonna go right. Yeah, it's just it's just the reality of the sport. Someone's gonna get hurt. Someone's gonna play worse than we think they should be. They should. Uh, they're gonna lose games that they should win, and it's gonna put you back behind the eight ball. It's just it's just the way it works, right? Like so, you you, you kind of have to bake in some of that unknown into it. Um, and I think that with this roster that Portland has, like the margin for error is just razor thin, right? Yeah. Like you just you're gonna have to get everything out of every position. I like and that's Portland's what roster. separates that's what separates them from Golden State and Dallas and Phoenix, yeah. right? Is that those other teams, um, their margin for error is larger. Absolutely, absolutely. Denver's another team, razor thin margin of error. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Like if 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 those guys if their guys miss time. Then they're definitely probably not. A top, you're not talking about them as a, maybe a top three, top four seed again. Mm-hmm. Um, Dame's really good though. Dame's really good. If and I saw some clips of him 
coming into camp, he seems in shape. He seems dialed in. He seems ready to go. He seems like he likes the roster. I would I would never bet against Dame making the playoffs at a team that he's playing re- relatively healthy. And the roster's not bad. Like, Anthony Simons is a good player. Josh Hart's a good player. Jeremy Grant's a good player. These are all very, very good players. You're probably not winning a title with these guys. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's breaking any ground to say. For yeah, this, for that I, to happen, yeah, for that to happen, like Anthony Simons or Shaden Sharp need to be, like they need to turn into all NBA players, right? They, which yeah. which is possible, but it's it's not something anyone would bet on. I I I am the only person I think in America that still has all the Shaden Sharp stock. I think that guy's no, gonna be incredible. I I, I love the kid. I'm excited about him, right? But he needs to be but that's the thing. We need another all NBA player. Like that's yeah. what we need somebody on that level to yeah. emerge on this roster. And the most likely candidates for that would be Simons or Sharp, right? Um yeah. And so the barring that I think I think I have them as the seven seed? What did I have them? I have them as the eight seed. Oh now, okay. So we're to, real close. If, if you wanted to put them above, I have New Orleans as the eight seed. If you, I think this Portland team could be better than New Orleans. Um, sure, yeah, especially if if we see what we've seen from Zion. Yeah, it, we'll have a whole hours long Zion conversation. Yeah, um, uh, I but, will but, say but, if Portland stinks with this roster, um, might might see a mass blow up. I don't think so. I, just I don't, don't think, think they're so. going to stink. Just, but if they stink, Dwayne, like I don't think so, man. I I, I just I really don't think they're they're blowing this up. Okay. It just I feel, <laughs> it just doesn't. See, I feel like if they were going to blow this up, they would have blown it up already. Well, but I don't know. I I mean I mean you're not wrong, right? But but here, if they're healthy and they stink, they're not. I mean, what are they going to point to? What are they going to point to to justify keeping the roster together? Nothing. I mean, well, they kept it. I guess you could say they kind. They did a mini blow up when they traded CJ. Yeah, they so did. A, was, they was, did a massive retool, but they used an injury plague season to push, to push that forward. You know what I mean? By blow so, up, by blow up, I assume you mean they trade Dame. I don't. I just don't think Portland's trading Damian Lillard. Yeah. I just. Okay. <laughs> I, I hope I just, not. I hope. I love Dame. I, I want really Dame don't. to retire a Blazer. I want. I want him I to retire like a Blazer. If, get his statue. I. That's what I want. Um, I feel like if they were going, Dame is just. It, it, and what makes me think that more so than I did, I've always kind of thought that, but Dame came out and just emphatically said, I want to be here. I know it's going to be hard to try to win, but I don't care. I want to be here. And I love that he did that. I don't, I, and we talked about this before. I don't know why more players don't do that. I think it's social media. I think people just listen too much to social media. Like, honestly, yeah. I, 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 I would want a career and, and I'm biased because I'm a, a small market fan, but like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why people, more people don't want the Reggie Miller career. Yeah, it's a you know, fine career to have. Yeah, had a few competitive seasons, was really good. But, I mean, you're a god in that town. <laughs> yeah, you're a god. You make he's, Dame's going to make $200 million in his career. He's yeah. going to be a god in Portland. He likes living in Portland. His family's there. Like, I just don't know why Dave would yeah. want to go and play two seasons in, in New Jersey. Or, not New yeah. Jersey, in Brooklyn. Or wherever they trade him to, right? He's fine. He yeah. has said it. The team has said it. I just don't. I don't see it. Yeah. I think. The, I think what they're gonna do is. I, I think what you know. What I think the hope would be if you're a Portland fan is. I think you kind of hope that, like you said, either Simons 
or Sharp really genuinely show something, and yeah. they just transition, and Dame can just you know slowly transition into a second banana as he yeah. ages into his career. That's that's the that's hope. the that's the hope in the in the dream, right? Yeah, that's and, definitely the hope, and is honestly and, why they drafted Shaden Sharp instead of somebody who could come in and play 10 minutes off the bench easily. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, instead of taking someone who, oh, no, no, they can help us win right now, they they swung. They swung on yeah. Shaden Sharp, and that's They um, swung, and they, that's that would the be, I think that's the dream of what you want to happen. And I think Dame would be, I think he would be very, very comfortable doing that, right? Like, just yeah. kind of ushering in the next era of, of Blazers basketball and just, you know, moving to a different phase of his career but uh, but dave is 33 i think we had this discussion 32 something like that he's still at the tail end but still in his prime mm -hmm. and i think it dame is you know a hot dame and a dialed in dame is as good as any guard in the league that i'd rather have i can't think of, yep. there's like maybe three i'd rather have at this point maybe um probably not yeah, even he three. just turned 32 just turned 32 yeah so he's still well within his prime as long as he stays healthy I yeah I it, it as of again this, <laughs> this is September the thirtieth two thousand twenty two I reserve the right to change this opinion <laughs> I do not I do not think Dame goes anywhere I think he okay. stays in Portland no and, and I I I uh, I think you're right because I don't think this team is gonna suck so I think even if the team sucked I don't think they trade him yeah I hope you're right I I hope you're right in that um. Unless he asked for it. If he asked for a trade, then yes. But I don't think he will. Yeah. Um, okay. So so we did good. We're at an hour. I have one more <laughs> quick question for you. Sure. Um, I want to know, all these teams have done major, like, three first-round picks and pick swaps and all that. Like, we saw Minnesota do. We saw Cleveland do. Like, the teams have been doing this. Um, mm -hmm. Could Denver be the next team to do that if a star becomes available? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, that's the team oh, yeah. that seems most likely to me, especially if there's some transition with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. health-wise. Like, um, that's the team I'm looking at. Or even if they're still there, like, just loading up, like, saying, okay, let's trade all the picks, bank all our future, and go get that guy, whoever that guy is. So, Let's just – okay, I'll just put this out there in the universe. Just put it out there. Mm -hmm. we're, just putting, we're just putting stuff out there, right? Yep, we just we just throw it out there. Why not? Just toss it. Let's say that let's say Kyrie Irving uh, sits out all of December because he got caught up in a friends marathon. Yeah. Okay. Which sounds crazy, not impossible. It's not um, definitely not impossible. <laughs> definitely not impossible. <laughs> um, and Kevin Durant says, "You know what? I just can't do this. Get me out of here." Mm-hmm. Name a rot that a, a, a slot that realistically makes more sense than Denver for Kevin Durant. Denver makes the most sense for Kevin Durant. We said this back uh, when it was actually like when there were arguments or when there were um, you know rumors about it happening and like pending trades and stuff. We were like Denver makes the most sense. So Denver um, makes sense. The the problem with trading Durant is um, getting the salaries right. You got to get yeah. the salaries there. But, uh, he makes but a lot Michael of money. Porter, Michael Porter Jr. ends up being. Michael Porter Jr. and all the picks and then fill in, you know, filler from there. That gets you there. And, boy, you swap an injury plague Michael Porter Jr. with Kevin Durant. And that, Kevin that Durant, roster, Jamal I mean, Murray. They become the favorites, right? Kevin Durant, Jamal Murray, and Jokic. You probably got to throw Aaron Gordon in the trade to get Durant. 
Um, I don't know. I think if you're the Nets and you're trading Durant, I think you want all the. I think all you care about are all the picks. I don't think you need Aaron Gordon and his. You need salary, salary though. You got You wouldn't they have to have the salary in there to make that work? Michael Porter Jr. is thirty million, so I think they could. Is do... he really making that much? Holy crap! Well, he's thir- he's thirty million this year. He's forty Woo! million in twenty six, twenty seven. That is a terrible contract. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. So you know, Michael, you could get there with Michael Porter Jr. and Kentavious Caldwell Pope. Like that gets you there, Ugh. or you know, Porter Jr. and Jeff Green and Bruce Brown or something like that. You know what I mean? You can oh get God. you can get there. So that's really bad. But yeah, I, that makes sense. I, I I really think that makes sense. If it gets to the point where Durant is like, just get me out of here, then they're really we 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 went through this all summer. Like there aren't a lot of places. For him to go, <laughs> they're really like the, the 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 list is, is kind of short of, of teams of places that he would be willing to go and places that make sense to trade for him, right? Mm-hmm. Like like Charlotte would love to have Kevin Durant. He's not coming to Charlotte, right? No. Like so like so, and then you know having to give up, you know you'd have to give up a player that Durant you'd want to you'd want to build with Durant, you know, so right. It's, yeah, right. there's, there's not a lot of teams. Denver makes the most sense. I wonder if that happens. We'll see. The Nets could be really good, right? Like Kyrie and Ben yeah. Simmons could both decide to play, and that's and that team is a hey, you know championship contender. That could be the one seed in the East. It yeah, really sincerely could Very be. Much. I would not they, bet that. I think well, that, it, it it's hard to bet on Kyrie and Ben Simmons <laughs> playing. It really is. I now, would just um, like to say, yeah, you know? I just, again September the thirtieth. I'm calling this. Kyrie Irving is not a net by the end of this season. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where he ends up. He but, might retire like, in three weeks. Who knows? There's <laughs> just there's no there's no way this season goes well for the Nets. Yeah. Just I, just come on. What are we doing? I fully expect in full Nicholas Cage regalia him showing up and his next <laughs> announcement at a presser is I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence and then, just, and then he just zooms out of the room. I fully expect that from Kyrie Irving at this point. He's definitely in Mike Tyson's zone. There's oh, nothing yeah. that would surprise me from Kyrie Irving. He is in the Tyson zone at this point. Yeah, yeah. Credit Bill Simmons for that, right? Bill Simmons, Tyson yeah. zone. That's a that, that's a Simmons that's a Simmonsism, and it's yeah. so true. It's Tyson a good zone. one. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Kyrie. All right, let's uh, let's call it. Uh, I, I did okay. I you should be proud of me because I wanted to just say Shaden Sharp wins Rookie of the Year, Anthony Simons yeah. wins uh, wins uh, gets All NBA, Damian Lillard wins MVP, and we, you know we win the final, we win the championship. That's it. Let's go. That's what I wanted to say. I think I think that's reason. Those are all reasonable takes. Very likely, very likely to happen. <laughs> Nurkic suddenly plays thirty eight minutes a night. In all season, and and, Nurkic and is, no injury issues at all for Nurkic. Yeah, yeah. I, again, like again, you, you need everything to go perfectly. We know everything's not going to go perfectly. You yeah. know, you know, Nurk's going to miss at least twenty games. It's just how yeah. it goes. Yeah, unfortunately, I you know I'd feel better about the front court situation. I I really think twenty minutes a night is the magic number for Nurk because he's so good. Yeah. He's really good. Um, but more than twenty minutes a night, he get he gets into foul troubles and he gets hurt. And things like that. 20 minutes a night, and we just don't have a backup five. We just don't. We need that. Yeah. We need a backup five. So uh respect to Greg Brown and, and Drew Eubanks, but we need a we need like a JaVale McGee, you know, like a prime JaVale yeah. McGee kind of guy. Like just a rib right. runner who can play 18 minutes, you know? Don't need John Collins. You just need someone that can consistently play good minutes. Yeah, that's it. Somebody that won't be a liability, that we don't give up size, that can rebound and block shots and run the court. That's it. So Yep, I'm with you. 
All right, all right. So before we go, let me just mention, really hope Saudi go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and leave us a nice review, so please do. That does it for this week. You can find us on Facebook, download us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, check us out at twoguyspodcast.com. You should also follow us on Twitter at twoguysdwayne and at twoguysbranding. Go listen to Serge Severe, and he's got some merchandise and stuff up. He's got a video up. Go check out Serge Severe. Uh, apologies, as always, to Ryan Tannehill. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you with another episode next week. The vast penmanship crafting the track generous. It's that infinite, filling the gap synonyms. Extract minerals, twisted and dash cinnamon. Flavorful, neighbor sniffing from the kitchen. We cooking up that supreme wrap, and then we dish it. Yo. Your attention's on the fire. Cause on the mic, I call experience. I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant. Nobody move. Yeah. Don't even speak. Ready to ill. Ready to get it. Ready to kill. Ready to ill. Ready to kill. Yeah. I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant.